Welcome to the penultimate episode of this first season of the Green Home Living podcast. After many weeks of hinting at and discussion around, I'm pleased to give you the interview with Darren Bush from Green Homes Perth. Over the last eight episodes, we've talked a lot about the complacency of home builders and industry experts when it comes to the acceptable minimum standard in new houses under construction and how Green Homes challenges that norm to build the best homes around the globe. At the time of recording, Darren has one of the highest star-rated homes under construction in Australia, coming in at 8.9 stars in the Western Australia capital city of Perth. As one of my colleagues states, there's nothing to it but to do it. Please sit back and enjoy this episode of the Green Home Living Podcast. Darren, thanks so much for joining me. How's, how's everything over in Perth? Very good. Uh, you know, busy everywhere in the moment. A bit rainy today, but that's not usual for us. So, uh, but, yeah, very um, rare. Yeah, yeah, very busy everywhere in um, things picking up with these grants, lots of inquiries, you know, lots of interest in our brand. So what's what's happening with the grants over there? What what are the grants available? So you've got the the one that was bought in that's federal government, the twenty five, which was available to everyone. But we've also got a twenty thousand um, dollar Western Australian grant. Um, there's a ten thousand dollar first home owners grant as well, and there's some stamp duty concessions. So for the first home buyer, you can get up to sixty eight thousand grants um, if you're building a new house. And other grants available for people that are moving house or not first home buyers. So there's still, you know, a lot out there, $45,000 available for, for most people that are looking to build a new house. So it's it's a lot of money. I might need to make a move over that way. Yeah, yeah. You might be able to recommend a few builders for me. Well, only one. Perfect. Um, yeah. Darren, look, um, now obviously, so it's funny, last week we talked to two Scotsmen who are living in New Zealand. Now, obviously, you've got a bit of an accent. Why don't you you, you tell us your story and, and where you're from? And I mean, a few people will probably be able to pick up where you're from, but tell us the whole whole story. So from Bristol in England, um, born there, lived there for the first 38 years of my life. Um, started a bricklaying apprenticeship when I was 15 um, for three years, then went bricklaying um, ran bricklaying jobs and then started started me in companies when I was in my late twenties um, and sort of moved into property development where we used to buy uh, Victorian houses and turn them into apartments, um, very much on the energy efficiency. Um, in the UK, it was standard, very different from here. Um, also had a few spells in Germany working, um, building apartments and residential housing in Germany for a few spells. Um, and then came to Australia when I was 38, um, 14 years ago. Uh, looked around, uh, looked around what to do here. Uh, went back to Britain for a bit, and then went to to college to become a registered builder here. Um, and then went on in, and looked in. You know, started doing extensions and granny flats and houses here and now. And um, but not really uh, liking the way they build here. Um, I'm looking for something um, a bit more like what I used to do at home on the sustainable and energy efficiency, you know, housing that, you know, it's comfortable to live in, which a lot of the houses here aren't. Um, project builders, I call them kitchen and bathroom builders because that's basically what they sell. You know, they sell kitchen and bathroom, but the envelope of the building is poor. You know, it doesn't perform. So, you know, in that 
in that journey, looking around, came across Green Homes, um, and you know, went into conversation with Green Homes in, and, and joined shortly after that. Exciting. No, I remember. I remember when you joined. You, I remember you talking about the types of homes being built over there. We're a couple of years behind, sort of where we were in the eastern states. Um, what are you seeing is being built over there that are, are common? I don't like using the word mistakes, but uh, what are some common errors that are being made over in Western Australia? Oh, look, you know, mainly, you know, are, are predominantly the homes built here are double brick with a little bit of insulation in. They just don't perform. There are values about 1.8. Um, uh, like the, the standard stuff I'm building would be R5 and above. Um, and certainly just a timber frame with um, rock walling, you can get R3.1. So it, it would perform you know, much better than what a, a standard project builder's house would. The other thing, and this is my biggest gripe, is the windows. Um, aluminium single glazed windows just don't perform. They just leak air. You know, you're never gonna keep out the heat or the cold by, by using those sort of windows. And that's, that's a standard of building where that's what everyone's building. Um, I think there's uh, there's three or four big companies that run the industry over here and build most of the houses, and they don't want to go away from their their standard double brick aluminium frame home, and that's where we come. And no, something we've talked about regularly is this complacency in accepting the bare minimum, and that being whether it be six stars or the aluminium frame wing windows, um, or just your, your standard double brick house, which in and of itself is, is nothing's wrong with that, but it's the combination of various elements that really make the home perform, as you said. What what do you see that needs to change in the Western Australian market to begin with, but you know, nationwide or, or internationally, if you've got a bit of insight into the UK's uh, positioning on it all, what what do you see needs to change? No, I just think we need to build better houses, quite simply. We need to build better houses and bring the standards up. Um, like I can only speak for Western Australia, but every time they try and bring in, you know, update the rules and bring in something, the, the major builders here refuse to do it. And it just doesn't happen. Um, thermal bridging was supposed to come in. They've delayed that. We're on NCC 2016. Everywhere else in Australia is on 2019, I believe. It's the, the major builders here just to seem to be against moving forward and building better housing. They just want to stick to the model they got. Um, which is not energy efficient. The six-star rating um, is is not what they're, they're not even building six-star houses. A lot of them are using a method called verb, which means they're building um, three and four-star houses today in, in WN. It's just, it's not the way houses should be built. Mm. And all right, well, let's jump into the, the six-star rating or the star rating. I mean, you've got one of the highest homes, highest star-rated homes under construction in Australia. Walk us through that process. I mean, we've talked about it and hinted at it on previous episodes, but what what's that process been like? What? Well, I think that process started when I joined Green Homes because, you know, we had conversations. We talked with Ashley Bland about what's the best method of building an energy-efficient home in WA. That's all, you know, I didn't relate to the rest of Australia because... Now in Queensland, you wouldn't build it the same as you build it here. So long before we got into building a house, we knew where we were going, how we would build it. Um, when this particular customer come up, they'd also looked into their land that, you know, for all location wise, 
Um, we took one of our standard plans and modified that for the block, um, for their lifestyle one, and for energy efficiency two, um, for solar passive design. Um, we used high performing materials that weren't too expensive. Um, you know, we're not looking to, you know, if you've got a budget of 500 grand plus is easy. You know, you can just use what you want, but that's not where we're at. Um, so we spent time long before we got to site designing this house, getting the right materials to give us high star rating. So we knew when we went in, that was what we were gonna achieve. But also what we need to do, that, that star rating is just a piece of paper. You need to take those things to site. So you need to be checking all the time that insulation is right. Those, you know, the walls are correct. Everything is right. It's draft sealed. The windows are installed correct. So it, it's a process all the way through, but it does start long before we get to site. And, and the planning of those houses, the orientation, the materials you're using is so important in that process. What are some of those materials? For, for anyone listening well, I, that's, that's not familiar with yeah, the process. No, I, I, so the major ones in this house, we've used a 120 mil timber frame. It has polyurethane insulation. It's, a, um, it's similar to a sit panel. Um, it's made off site, comes to site. We erect those panels. All the external and internal walls are erected in two days. They already got the insulation in them. Because it's an expanding foam, it also drafts seals within that frame. So those are the walls. The windows we used are UPVC uh, double glazed. Um, <clears throat> R6 insulation uh, within the ceilings. Um, and draft ceiling, making sure everything's draft sealed um, throughout the process. So those are the basis of it. There's a few other things in there. We've got some polished concrete. Um, which gives you thermal mass, which you don't get from the timber frame. Um, but, you know, it, it's, those are the major things we've used, which give us that star rating. Take into account, with clever planning uh, and good orientation, you can almost get six stars. So, you know, added with these materials, we've got high, um, a high star rating and a high-performing house, which will be comfortable all year round. We've got no air conditioning going in this house. It's just fans in there. Um, the client have come in and, and, and find, they'll find a difference between this house and the house they're moving from is massive. And they've already been in a couple of times and we've not finished and they can tell already the difference between it. And it's the building envelope that's making that difference. We're still yet to put in the kitchen and bathroom and they'll look the same as the project builders do, if not better. But it's the envelope that's got to perform and that's, that's, that's what's going to make that a comfortable house. So what was your experience with achieving that, or I should say, blowing away the six-star minimum? What was that process like for you, the client, the designer, and Ash? Um, look, I mean, I, I, when I started planning this, or, you know, there were several parties involved in it, I already knew which way I was going. I, you know, I come with a lot of experience from the UK where we were doing these sort of things, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Um, obviously things have changed in that time and we've got different materials here so a lot of research went into it um, you know so blaze look you know we looked at those plans and looked at that orientation and how it and then also talked to the clients the clients at this particular project are very knowledgeable about energy efficiency so they had some firm ideals in that head in their head that we could transfer into into that 
that building at the end. So it's, it's been a process of, you know, a fair few people involved. Um, you know, from my point of view, I've been involved in that whole process, but I've got to make sure that happens on site and, and the end product is what they want and it performs in the way it should, um, which we know it will. And uh, what was your experience with the assessor? I know you've told me the story, but what what was your experience going to the assessor and, and then constantly increasing the, the what, star rating? What happened was we originally used an assessor that came through our surveyor. Um, it's one we'd used in the past before we joined Green Homes. Um, so we got the paperwork back and I think it was 8.5 stars. Um, and there was a couple of things as I went through the build and I was thinking it, it, it didn't seem right what, and I checked back through the forms that he'd sent me and found a couple of uh, uh, mistakes, if you like, from him. Um, so went went back and talked to him. He was a sort of um, assessor who just wants to get you through six stars. You know, he, he wasn't proactive in the energy efficiency uh, model. He was just, yeah, you've got over six stars, what are you worried about? Which is definitely not where we're at. Um, so... Someone had contacted me, I think it was through LinkedIn, who seemed more in line with the Green Homes um, model, contacted him, we went through it, and through redoing that um, assessment, it was found that the house was 8.9 stars, not 8.5. Um, um, going forward, that this assessor is very proactive, got plenty of ideals. This is a guy I'll be using, and, and certainly a, you know, a, a proactive assessor is... is to to us green builders is you know absolutely a must. Mm. Well, I think he was he the one that commented on your Instagram post about the the difference in megajoules or point five of a megajoule. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We was point five of a megajoule off nine star, which was yeah. We were you know right up right on that border of nine star, mm. but it's which is not you know the house will still perform about that point five of a megajoule. So, um, but yeah, we were we were very close to nine stars. As close as you, as close as you can get within reason. Yeah. And yeah. have have the clients enjoyed that journey and, and seeing? I mean, you you say yourself you've got a bit of a following on LinkedIn and Facebook. Every Friday you you put up a bit of a video and a walkthrough of the home and the tidy site. Um, I mean, from our perspective, that's so important to show not only your clients but those who are interested in seeing the process of building a green home. Have you found that that's helped? Um, open the doors to a couple of conversations? It's opened the door to a lot of conversations, and not only clients, and industry conversations as well. Um, you know, the difference, I think, between what I'm doing in, and a project builder, he won't let the clients on site till it's finished. They're worried they're going to pick someone up, and the stakes were, you know, I want to be open, I want to show people the process and, and show them what we're doing. Um, so we've opened a lot of conversations. We've had lots of clients. We've probably had about 20 clients come round at different stages. Um, we've probably had five or six industry guys come around, just some to see how we're doing it, some that want to get involved in, in how we move forward, some with some different ideals about how we could do, be doing things. Um, so it's been a very interesting process and certainly getting that right from the start, getting the bare bones of the building out there and showing people what we're doing, it's, been, um, it's, it's really opened up a lot of conversations. Big time. And do you see a big community when you have those people through? Have you seen a big community uh, response to the the way you're building the home and the way that they're feeling? Obviously, you've mentioned that the clients can go in the home 
unfinished and feel a difference. Have all those people you've taken through seen a difference? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Look, so we had um, we get people walk by every day on a you know a normal street in a normal suburb, and we I think we've had about five or six of those people just stop by and say, "Can we come and have a look?" You know, they've looked at it and seen how it's progressed. They've seen how quick it's progressed as well, and they they you know they've they've taken interest in and kept would like to come in and you know look around the inside and see how we're making this building. Um, so. There's been lots of interest locally. Um, we've had a couple of architects, local energy efficient architects, um, come round. Um, we've had some, uh, passive house guys um, come round, which is a little bit different to what we're doing. We're not doing passive house, but um, yeah, um, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting process. How um, no, not knowing when I first put it out there, sort of where we were in the industry, perhaps. And, um, you know, getting such a, a big response to it, it's been great. Fantastic. Well, and I mean, it's probably a good thing leading into the potential of you opening up a display home over there. I can only imagine once that's, you know, all up and running, the supremely positive response that you'll get from, you know, future clients, but as well as, as the general public and, and changing that that shift in, sorry, that mindset in, well, you can build these homes. And I mean, that's something we haven't even touched on. It It's affordable, this house that you're building, an 8.9 star home that's affordable. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think there's a there's a perception that energy efficient houses are just so expensive, you can't build it, but it's not true. Mm. Um, you know, I'm talking to an architect over here who's, who's got some ideals about how to make that more affordable. Um, I think the show home will, will, will take us off in, in, um, in WA. Um, People will come, and the ideal is people come round. They, you know, is in the summer. They go in those other houses who are nice and cool because they're blasting air conditioning out. They come in our house; it's nice and cool, and there's no air conditioning. They're trying to look for the air conditioning, and um, there won't be none there. So uh, that's the ideal of it. And I think you know, once people can see those sort of things, understand how the um, building envelope performs, uh, realize they don't need air conditioning. Or minimum air conditioning, it's it's gonna gonna change. I, I spoke to um, the guys from New Zealand in length while we were in um, at the the conference this year, and they told me a few stories about what was going on, how they were running their um, their show homes, and how people would go in all the other ones, come in the green home show home, and not leave, and how yeah. the other were complaining because. Once they'd gone in the green home show home, they didn't come out. So um, I think it would be similar here. It, it, you know, mm. it's just getting that, that up and running. And I think once we do it, you know, it will really take off. Mm. I guess looking back at your experience in England, do you see the decisions that have been made or that have been, I'll rephrase that. Do you see that the decisions consumers are being forced to make a universal issue or a universal universal problem when it comes to building? No, no, I think it's a product that's out there here. Um, you know, it's all about, this is in WA only, it's all about double brick. You know, you speak, the client I've got now is a classic example. The client I've got now went to a project builder when they started out on their journey um, and said, what insulation do you use? And the project builder said, we don't use insulation, you don't need it. Way that's so far away from the truth is is unbelievable. You need insulation in any climate. Um, you know, is not there's a perception here that you just need it 
in a cold climate, which is not the case. Like we've got a, a you know a, a mild climate here, we get lots of heat during the summer. That's when you need it. You know, you also need it when it's cold. But the predominant weather here is is heat and hot day. If you can keep that heat out of your house, your house stays cool. You don't use air conditioning. You just put your fan on. You know, you know that makes your house energy efficient. It makes it comfortable. And the idea is when you walk in that house on a 35 degree day, you don't go straight for the air conditioning. You walk in, sit down and think how comfortable my house is. And that, I mean, that's the houses we're working on, the houses we're designing. And you can walk in and leave your clothes on. You, you can only take off so many clothes, but walking into a home where you can leave your clothes on in summer in Australia, especially for anyone listening who doesn't know Western Australia, we like to call it over here on the Eastern States, it's a bit of a desert because it's just dry and arid. Yeah, it's warm. It gets warm. You get a few 40 degree days, but, you know, we get a long summer, you, mm. you know. So I come from the UK where our summer was like a week. Uh, moved to WA where the summer's sort of nine months. Well, it's 300 days sunshine a year, so... Um, Gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the weather factor we're looking at, you know, we're designing these houses. I mean, four year round, but the predominant one is, you know, heat. You know, so you want to keep that heat out of your building. In single frame, aluminium windows do not do that. You know, mm. they, um, they convect heat through. Um, if they're hot on the outside, they're hot on the inside. The same with uninsulated walls. You're just going to convect heat into the house and, and, and your house is going to be hot. Um, and I can tell you from experience, because when I first got here, I built, you know, a standard. Didn't really know here. Just bought a standard project builder's house and it was awful. You know, it didn't mm. perform at all. There was no performance criteria in it. It was a it was a house. It had, I think, R three insulation in the ceiling, and that was it. So um, it just doesn't perform. Mm. And it's all about that. I mean, but when you start looking at the length of time you want to spend in the house, not only um, own that home, but spend the time within the home, it's an investment into your life and your lifestyle. So making those extra upgrades and and in changing just a few things and changing the attitude and asking those questions is so important to make sure that your life in that home and, and the life of those who come after you is, is pivotal in that design process. And obviously talking to your clients, we've had a few meetings with them here, obviously. Um, you know, they're, they're looking for a home that they can bring their family to and then the people after them that buy it, it's a worthwhile investment. Look, I definitely, these, these homes are built to last. You, you know, we're not building homes to last 25 years and then tear down. These homes are built to last. So it's a long-term investment where you may, you may be laying out a bit more initially. During the lifetime of that house, you will recoup that money. Um, also, if, they, if the project builders were building like us, they, we wouldn't be more expensive. You know, we can build like them, but we, we choose not to. Because, um, you know, why their house is a, a, a cheaper model is because it's just not done in the right way. There's no energy efficiency about them. They're, they're, they're doing it just to sell volume of houses. So, and that's not, a, that's not a place we would ever be at Green Homes. So. We don't want to be at all. No. And, mate, look, before we go, I guess if there's anyone listening that's starting their new home building journey, whether they're going to build with green homes or not. Um, what are some questions that you'd have them ask of their builder? Well, what in, you know, the first one would be what insulation and what windows are you using and how do they perform? 
And is your house six star rented? Because like I say, that there's majority of the builders over here have removed the six star rating from their literature because they're not building to six stars. They're actually building to three or four stars using something called verb, which is all very complicated. I won't go into that. Um, so ask your builder, is my home six stars, which is a minimum one. Six stars is a minimum they should be building to. Also ask them what insulation they're using. Ask them what windows they're using. Because um, these, they're, they're, that's a few things that can improve that house very easily. Mm. Um, and what are, okay. what are the answers they should expect? Like if they don't, well, if they, if they don't hear a certain answer, they're not going to be. Yeah, it should be at that minimum six stars. You know, I wouldn't be even speaking to any builders who are not building it six stars. Um, most of the you know builders over here are using aluminium frames with single glazing. That's a poor performing product. Um, they're not putting insulation in the walls, so they should have insulation. If it, if they are going to build in double brick, they should have insulation in there. It's going to take it from sort of R1 to R1.8 is a big improvement. Mm. Or look at, you know, look at finding a timber frame builder where you can get that R value much higher with a timber frame. Um, I'm seeing more and more in Western Australia people are building in timber frame and beginning to wake up to the advantages of that. Um, WA is the only place in Australia and even throughout the, most of the world that doesn't predominantly build in timber frame. We're very wow. stuck in... That, that double brick um, mentality and it's not the best way to build. And I'm a mm. bricklayer, so you know, for me to say yeah, that, no. stuff, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely timber frames better way to go. Lovely. Well, we know that you do that all as stock standard, so if anyone's got any questions, definitely make sure to reach out to Darren. But uh, look, Darren, thanks so much for joining me today. I hope everything over there is going well through coronavirus. Obviously, you guys have locked down your border uh, to block the rest of us out, it's probably a good decision. Yeah, you're not coming in. <laughs> the, beer, the beers are flowing and the, the festivals are happening over there. Yeah, we're pretty much out of it now. We're getting a few cases from that uh, uh, isolated in hotels. But, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the, um, the, the guy in charge here has made the right decisions right from the start. And my mm. example is when we locked our borders down, the PM in the UK was shaking hands with someone who had coronavirus. So that's why we've got no cases now and the UK got lots. That's it. That's why Australia's a tad better. Yeah, a lot better, yeah, a lot better. We've made oh. some very good things here throughout the crisis, I think, mm. throughout this. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Louis. There it is, the long-awaited interview with Darren Bush of Perth. If you do have any questions or you'd like to start your journey with some of the highest-rated star homes in Australia, make sure to give us a call at 1300 724 661 or visit www.greenhomesaustralia.com.au. Now on the next episode, the final episode of Season 1, we're actually going to have a very special guest. One of the board members from our Green Homes Advisory Board is going to just talk us through the industry, what they've seen across their experience. But until then, stay well and talk to you later.